Thank you for listening to the official podcast of Live Church Orlando, where we encourage you to live your life His way. For more information about Live Church and other resources, please visit livechurchorlando.com. The school that we're in is called the School of Life. The School of Life. That's the school that we're in. The School of Life. And we talked about the teacher. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> we talked about the teacher who is the Holy Ghost, who is the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more. Last week, we talked about the student a little bit. This week, I'm going to try to go into the lesson, but it's all kind of intertwining uh, together. Um, I want to start with this quote that I, that I read uh, by a philosopher called Eric Hoffer. Uh, this quote is, 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 is so powerful to me. I don't know if y'all have it. I don't know. I, I hope they do. Um, it says, hmm, in times of change, can, do y'all have it on the screen or no? Just yell at me. We, we chilling. Anybody up there? Is anybody there? Is anybody in the building? Praise are y'all here? Are y'all? <laughs> okay, so you're going to have to see it. I don't know if they have it on the screens, but let me just quote it to you. Uh, it says, in times of, I don't know if you can, well, you don't have to see it. Just listen to it. The quote is, in times of change, learners inherit the earth, while the learned find themselves beautifully equipped to deal with a world that no longer exists. I'll say it again. That's why I wish y'all read it, because it's, it's just more powerful that way. Anyway, in times of change, the learners inherit the earth, while the learned, or those who think they already know, find themselves beautifully equipped to deal with a world that no longer exists. That's so good. That's so Did y'all hear that? One more time for the Holy Ghost, okay? In times of change, that's what we're in right now, pandemic change, systems, everything. In times of change, the learners will inherit the earth. Those who understand, hey, I need, to, I need to find something new. I need to discover something. The learners will inherit the earth, while the learned find themselves beautifully equipped to deal with a world that no longer exists. Mm, that's powerful to me. That's powerful to me. That's very, very powerful. And uh, uh, Miles Monroe said, uh, he said, tradition is generally the greatest hindrance of innovation. The greatest hindrance to innovation is tradition. How we've always done it, how it's always been. And people who are living like that today, you are well equipped to function in a world that no longer exists. What was is no longer, period. The pandemic didn't just shut this down. What was is no longer, period. And if we do not let that go, we will miss what's new. And we won't be inspired to create something new or different. See, God has put us all in a, in a, in a situation where your creative innovation should spring forth. What he put in you should be budding and coming out now. You should have had new vision. You should have had new plans. You should have had new ideas by now. Everybody that's sitting waiting for somebody to give you something new, you already missed it. You already missed it. If you're sitting around waiting for somebody to bring you a new plan, bringing you a new vision, waiting for your boss to give you a new schedule, you already missed it. Because God is trying to do something in you by bringing something new out of you. But if you're so, did you hear that? He's trying to do something new in you by bringing something new out of you. But if you're so bent on how things were, then you'll miss your chance for innovation. Check this out. 
Uh, I wish y'all had the scriptures on the screen, man. This is really, uh. But listen, if you, if you, if you have, if, if you can, go to Judges 15, verses 15 through 17. I'll just read them to you uh, since we're not prepared this morning. So it says this, when we're talking about tradition and how things were, or even how God moved, because we know that our theme scripture for this year is remember not the former things, neither consider the things of old. I'm going to say it every week. Behold, I will do a, I do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. God is doing a new thing. He's making all things new, right? But we hold on so much to the past and traditions, and we don't, we don't forget what's behind. But look at this. Samson, the Bible says in Judges 15, 15, I'm going to start there. It says, Samson found a jawbone of a donkey that had just died, and he took it and killed a thousand men. Samson here found a jawbone. He killed a thousand men with it. Then Samson said, with the jawbone of a donkey, <laughs> he's celebrating himself. With the jawbone of a donkey, I have killed these men, and I made donkeys out of them. He said, with the donkey's jawbone, I've killed a thousand men. He's celebrating himself like, ah, I'm anointed, y'all playing. I got the, yo, it don't matter what, you know what I mean? He's celebrating himself. And the Bible says, when he finished speaking, he threw away the jawbone. <laughs> so that place was called, so when Samson finished celebrating himself or celebrating the God in him, he threw away what God used. <laughs> he didn't make the jawbone his new weapon. He didn't go to the next fight like, hold on, I need a jawbone. That wasn't his new tactic just because God used it. All right, all right. You got to learn to throw away what God used after he used it. Because it's not about what he used, it's about him. We get so bent on what he used that we make monuments out of them. Come on, y'all. Y'all remember. Now, I, I'm on the Mount of Transfiguration right now. Y'all remember when Jesus was on the Mount of Transfiguration and he just was transfigured and he's up there with Moses and Elijah and they're all talking and Peter is like, let's build tabernacles. Woo! One for you, Jesus. You the man. But then one for Moses because do you remember what he did? And one for Elijah. Do you know what he means to the kingdom? We got to build three tabernacles. The Bible says, Woo. The Bible says, as Peter was talking, right, that, that a big cloud came and engulfed the disciples, and they were so scared. And a voice spoke out of the cloud and said, this is my beloved son, hear ye him, hear ye him. And when he finished talking, the Bible says, this cloud lifted and Jesus was standing there alone. Only Jesus was standing there alone. It was almost like God was saying, hold on, hold on, don't celebrate what I've done. Don't celebrate who I've used. Celebrate me. Are y'all hearing me? So we so quickly celebrate men of God and women of God and things he uses, and we just make monuments. Let's do one for Jesus and one for Bishop. <laughs> let's, build, let's honor God and prophet. No, 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 only me, because when the smoke clears, Jesus is the last man standing. Woo! Can I prophesy to you when this pandemic clears, Jesus and his kingdom will be the last one standing. Aren't you glad you're on the right side? I said, aren't you glad you're on the right side this morning? So he didn't make that his new choice weapon. He didn't become traditional. David said, you know what? I can fight Goliath, but I can't use your weapons. 
I'm not going to be traditional and use what you've used to conquer. I got to use what God has given me. So God is trying to reveal to you in this pandemic what he has given you. I know what he's given Liv, and you know what he's given your friends and your family. Do you know what he's given you? That's why he stripped every crutch that you've had so you can see what he has given you. Because you have a unique tailor-made weapon that you need to use to conquer. You can't use what I use to conquer. You can't use what your family uses to conquer. You will still be stressed trying to do what I do. You'll still be overwhelmed trying to do what others do. But God has given you a secret weapon that you'll find in your secret place. Amen? So he knew that it wasn't about what God uses, but it's about the God who used it. What God is distributing to us now, he cannot, he will not pour into old wineskins. Did y'all hear what I just said? God is distributing new wine right now. New wine right now. Wine represents so many things, but it represents joy as well. So your joy is coming a different way because it can't come through clubs no more. It can't come through, it can't come through what we used to lean on now. So he has new wine for you, but we're still the same case. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? He says, I refuse to pour this new thing into old vessels because I'm going to destroy both. I'm going to destroy you and I'm going to waste this new thing. So before I waste it, I wait for you to change. Ooh, are y'all with this this morning? I hope this is not too heavy for you already. What God is distributing in this season, he will not pour into old wineskins. He needs new wineskins. So new things. I realized, Tim, that, that, that new is a triplet. See, I still got some church people here. See, they got, y'all ain't here, but they got me. A triplet. <laughs> new is a triplet. <laughs> I thought it was a twin. I thought, last week I thought new was a twin. Like, new has a twin called change. Right? You can't have new without change. I feel like running if there ain't nobody here. So, so, so that's, that's, that's what I thought was a twin. That's what I said last week. But this week, it's, it's, I found out it's a triplet. You cannot have new without change and death. Uh-oh. I didn't want to, to, to do that. If things don't die, things will never change. So, so Jesus had to die. Are y'all hear what I'm saying? So that a new covenant can be received by us. Death is part of new. Oh, this is, I need y'all to embrace this and I want y'all to sit with this for a second because this is not the fun part of the message. So the prophecy is new things. The process is change. The price is death. You got prophecy, process, and price. Man, the prophecy is I'm doing a new thing. Hey, 2020, new thing. Okay, but the process is change. I don't even like that. And the price, death. Ooh, death. And let me just say this. We know death to always, let's just say, even on your job, if you get a promotion, right, you get a new position on your job. 
You got to change when you come into work. I know a guy who went from a security uniform to button ups and because you got to change how you look. So change is part of that and how he dealt with his co-workers. The death of that relationship, it had to, you had to, death was involved. I can't deal with y'all like that no more. I got promoted. Now, I'm not, you, you understand what I'm saying? I'm not trying to be funny with you, but I got to function in a different role. So I got to kill how I dealt with you. I got to kill. Y'all not with me today. See, and, and the problem with death, death, death essentially means what I meant to you, I can no longer mean to you. And what you've meant to me, you can no longer mean to me. That thing can no longer mean the same thing to you. It's dead. And you can't mean the same thing to that thing. In a relationship, if God is calling you higher, you might have to draw some, you might got to kill. Y'all, come on, it's fundamental right here. You got you to gotta kill some relationship. That means I have to be okay not being there for you anymore. And I got to be okay with you not being there for me anymore because that thing is dead. We don't have a choice in natural death. We got to cope. Mama ain't here no more. Auntie ain't here no more. Grandma ain't here. We don't have a choice. I can't lean on grandma. I can't lean on granddad no more. I can't. You don't have a choice in natural death. But in spiritual death, it's a fight. Because that person is still there. That thing is still there. And they're still willing to be what they used to be to you. So it's a fight. I'm yelling. I'm supposed to be chilling. That's why I got this chair out here to sit. So to embrace new, you got to be willing, of course, to embrace change, and you got to be willing to embrace the concept of death. A lot of people walking around say, oh, I miss, I miss church, I miss, this. I miss my work, I miss going out, I miss the clubs, I miss, they're grieving. <laughs> You're grieving something that no longer exists. And some people actually wish that their family members will come back. And it's not, it's not coming back. And it's not coming back. And if it does, it's not coming back the same way. So how it was, kill it. People are grieving. I can't wait to get back. I can't. It ain't coming back. And if it does come back, it shouldn't come back the same. You should come back to the... Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Even if you come back to the same institution, you should come back a new creature. All right, let me, let me, let me talk about something else because I'm staying on one thing too long. Death, death. That's why if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away, is dead, and all things have become new. You can't have that all things new without first old things dying and passing away within you and around you. Because all too often, God, God, death is part of the process because all too often we get connected to things. We get, so, we get too connected to things. And to the point where it becomes our source of something. I'm so into my boo that he's the source of my joy. You, you know what I'm saying? Or she's the source of my, like, that, that my job, I need my job so desperately because that's the source of my provision. So God removed everything that could have been a source. He killed it. And he's the only thing still alive providing for you still. still give. So he wants you to see that man shall not live by bread alone, but it's me. It's me. I provide the bread, but it's not about the bread. It's about the giver. Ooh, somebody say amen. We get too connected to things and they become our source of comfort, protection. If I got a man, I'm protected. He ain't your source. Provision. 
all those things. So even like a child, the Bible says, I often think of, this is why the Bible says come to the kingdom as a little child. Death of things, we get too attached. We get too attached, all right? We get too attached. We get too attached, and those things become our lifeline, right? As adults, as children, we understand that our life is not our own. That's why he's saying come to us like a little children. You understand that the child understands that our life is not our own. I often think of my family or army kids, right? <laughs> army kids, Monica, you was an army kid. Sanika, uh, my kids were like army kids. We just moved and bounced around and you just go here. You live there for two months and then you're here for two years and then you're here. You just, you just, you live, all over, you live all over the place, but you have learned not to get attached to things. Are you understand what I'm saying? You don't have the opportunity to be locked into a person or a place or a thing because you ain't stayed there long enough to be cultivated or indoctrinized by their ways. You just keep it moving. When the parents say it's time to move, you're like, okay, it's time to move. You understand as a child that when they say it's time to move, it's time to move. My kids, we, 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 even in Jersey, we moved like a million times in Jersey, so they were never in the same school district. So I'm not seeing, I'm not going to see Courtney again. No, I'm sorry. Oh, and they deal with it, and they have to grieve that death. But when the father say move, you got to kill whatever's not moving with you. Then we move to Houston. We move from their family. Then we move here to Orlando. So I think about my kids a whole lot of time, and I hear them say, man, I can't. And I'm like, man, and sometimes parents will stay in a certain place just so their kids can be comfortable and settled and all that stuff. But sometimes the father will uproot you and move you without warning. I said, without warning, he'll uproot you and move you, but you have to trust that the Father knows what he's doing. That's why he says, verily, let me say this to you. I wish y'all could see these scriptures, man. It says, verily, I'm just turning it as, you, as if you can. Matthew 18, verse 3, it says, verily I say unto you, man, except ye be converted. Puda, I do need my uh, book bag really quick. He says, except you be converted and become as little children, you shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Okay, so I'm talking about being a little child now because we're still talking about homeschool, okay? Because there's a certain type of humility and mindset you have to have to be teachable. Are y'all hearing that? And if you don't understand you're in class, you won't look for a lesson. <laughs> so he said, he said, Verily I say unto you, except you be converted. Another version is, you can bring it to me, another version is changed. I just got back from a vacation. My wife and I was in St. Bart's. And when we got to the island, we got in our rooms and we tried to plug up our phones. And the first thing they gave us was this. This is called a converter. <laughs> the first thing they gave us was a converter so that we can access the power in that new space. Uh-oh. <laughs> so, except you be converted, you can't even access the power in this new space. You got to be converted so you can still have power in whatever state you're in. You can be up, you can be down, you can be in, you can out, but I still got power because I'm converted. You can't Plug into power or wisdom or ideas the same way you did before Corona, before, before the pandemic. You have to be converted. You have to become a different receiver. You got to become a different receiver to access this new power. All right. So he says, except you become like a little child, you shall not enter the kingdom of heaven. Then he said, whosoever shall humble himself as this child, the same as the greatest in the kingdom. So I think Jesus was holding a child or had a child near him. 
So first he talked about all the children. You got to be like a child converted to enter the kingdom. Then he said, except you be humble like this child, the same as the greatest in the kingdom. So change is necessary to pass the class. But humility, oh, that's extra credit. That's how you get on the honor roll. That's how you become the greatest in the kingdom. Humility. Everybody that changes is not humble. Everybody that every child is not a humble child. So I'm not just saying become like a little child. No, become humble. And that's one thing this pandemic should be teaching everybody. Humility. Humility. And I think that's the, one of the greatest. This is why God honors those that come humble. Because all that's in the world is the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. That's all that's in the world is lust and pride, which is why I think the greatest attributes is temperance and humility. Self-control to handle lust, humility to handle pride. That's how you fight the forces of this world, temperance and humility. I'm giving y'all keys right now. This is how you fight the forces of this world. Temperance, practice self-control by the spirit, and humility, don't get too puffed up. Mm, 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 mm. So what's the lesson? The kingdom is the lesson. The kingdom is the lesson. That's the lesson the teacher is teaching you. The kingdom, God's ways is the lesson. We are all in the school of life to learn his ways in all things. Everything you experience is an expression or is, an, is, a, is a reflection of yourself first. Everything you experience is a reflection of you first. Hey! See, you just experienced me jumping up and saying, hey, to some, like, pastor's so crazy, I love that. Others is like, why don't you just sit down, you're doing too much. If, depending on who you are, yeah. that experience will hit you differently. Yes. So experiences are first a reflection of you. It's not like, why would he do that? He, he's too much. You, we blame experiences, but it's revealing you first. Are you understand what I'm saying? Like, I love, like, whatever happens, we always look at what happened first. But it reveals how you respond to what happens, so that reveals who you are. So God allows the happening so you can see you. Are y'all hearing that? That's a big, 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 big point. Because in this class, the Bible says, and I'm going to go to the next one, it says in, in Titus 1.15, y'all got to see this. I wish it was up there. I'm going to stop saying that. But it says, to the pure... To the pure, all things are pure. Because I'm pure. Whatever I experience, I see purity in. You can see a demonic video and be like, oh, they're just trying to do something different. Because you're pure. So everything shouldn't affect you negatively unless you got, uh-oh, Negativity, bitterness, offense in you. We get so upset at things and we're so offended, we don't realize it's a mirror. <laughs> it's a mirror reflecting us. It says to the pure, listen to this, y'all. To the pure, all things are pure. But to those who are corrupted and do not believe, nothing is pure. In fact, both their minds and their conscience are corrupted. To people who don't believe, nothing is pure. 
But to the pure, all things are pure. So if you see everything with a corrupted lens, you might be corrupted. Even though there's corruption in the world, you can see it everywhere. You understand what I'm saying? But it's a test of who you are. God wants to establish his ways. Let me get this out. I got six minutes left. God wants to establish his ways in our lives, which is why we, get, we still get hit with life. Even as believers, we get hit with all of life. The rain still comes to us. The storm still hits us because God wants to establish his ways in our lives. So we still have to have regular life happenings. You still got to go through like the sinner up the street. You still got to go through like the wicked one so he can establish his ways in that. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So it's, whole, it's the whole in the world, but not of it. You get hit with life, even in Christ, just so he can teach us what it looks like, what he looks like in that situation. So the point is not the problem leaving. The point is peace. You know what I mean? The point is not corona vanishing. The point is health and prosperity. Uh, the point is not having everything you want. The point is joy. So God is teaching us all of these lessons in everything we go through. Here's the turn I want to make. Here's the thought I want to leave with you as I go. The teacher who is the Holy Spirit teaches us all lessons about life. But in this school of life, there are no school hours. The school of life is school for life. <laughs> you are forever a student. <laughs> you can pass classes, but you never graduate from this school. It's the school of life. So there are no school hours. So it is imperative, and I say this all the time, y'all, that you know the teacher. Matter of fact, you can only ignore this teacher because you're never without him. Yes, sir! I wish you can only ignore this teacher because you're never without him. These are not school hours like where I'm in church, this is when God deals with me. That's why he took church away. Because the only time we listened for his voice was in church, was in worship, was in prayer time, was in worship time. We only listened to the teacher when we was in the school context, which is why he took the school of church out. He's the teacher. Now watch this. This is what he showed me, y'all. This is going to get a little... This is going, you here? All right, all right. Because This is what he showed me. <laughs> How do we hear his voice? Man. So we, we talked about the secret place. Right? He, he, he speaks... He can speak to anything. First we said anybody. But we realized he can speak to any... Come on, y'all. Any... Thing. This teacher has no boundaries. He has no limits. He can speak to anything. But I would like to submit a kind of secret place 2.0-ish. Ish. He can speak to anything. Rocks, water, donkeys, any, 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 anything he can speak to. Right? But I saw something on TV and they were saying, what does the voice of God sound like? And they were trying to explain what the voice of God sounds like, da-da-da-da-da. And I felt the spirit of confusion a little bit. 
Because them trying to explain what the voice of God sounds like, and I'm trying to wonder why the Bible never physically said, besides it sounds like many waters, thunders, lightnings, besides that, or still small voice, but it don't say what the voice sounds like, just a still small voice. What, what voice? What does God's voice sound like? How do I hear the teacher if I don't know what he sounds like? What, is, what does the teacher sound like? Can I, can I submit this to y'all? I'm almost a little, a little scared to do, to do this. The teacher sounds like everything, anybody. If God created us, where does our tone come from? The tone of my, you ever hear people say, and I heard my father in my dream, and he told me to do, and when I woke up and did it, it was right there. God, God used your father's voice because he gave him that anyway. That was always the voice of God in the tone of your father. Where does your tone come from? Where's the little, your tone is an expression of the sound of God. If your image is an expression of what he looks like, your tone is an expression of what he's, I'm about to run, of what he said. Tell somebody, God sounds like me. You better listen to me. When I, you better listen to me. He sounds like me. I might not be your prophet. I might not be your apostle, but he can use me. I was teaching on the secret place. My little niece, Dylan, told her mother, my sister Damaris, she said, I was doing that, and I heard, I heard Uncle Ty say, da, 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 da. And she had to say, that's the Lord. That's God. So she's hearing the voice of God in the tone of her uncle or pastor, because God gave me this tone anyway. You, you understand what I'm saying? The breath is his. The tone is his. Now, are we saying what he's saying? Yeah, you sound like God, but you're not saying what he's saying, how he's saying. That's the question. Are you saying what he's saying? Are you saying it how he's saying it? Because just because you sound like him don't mean you speak like him. You ever, have some, you ever meet somebody that sounds just like their father, like a son, they, but they're totally different? That's how we have become as the children of God. We have his tone, but not his word. We have his voice, but not what he's saying. Come on, y'all. We sound just like God. When your loved ones pass and they visit you in a dream or something like that, and you, that's God using his, he can use whatever he creates. He created it. Why can't he use it? To get through to you. You got to be wise enough to give God the glory. And not tap into mysticism and, and are y'all hearing me? And sorcery and wizardry and familiar spirits. Like the dead is visiting you. The dead cannot visit you. They have no access. But God can use the voice of the voice of the, okay. Of the one he created who passed to get through to you. Eli, let me give it to you this way. Samuel's a new prophet. He's trying to hear the voice of God. God calls Samuel. Samuel. He keeps running to Eli. Did you call me? No. Samuel. Did you call me? No. Samuel. Did you call me? No. Eli said, that's God. Even though it sounds like me. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> so it's the authority's job to say, that ain't me. That ain't grandpa. That ain't daddy. That ain't that's the Lord. 
Are y'all hearing this? This is kind of this is kind of scary. I was so scared to talk about this part. He can speak to anything in secret place. He can speak through anything in secret place part two. Speak through anything. The wind, the waves. He can speak through anything. A pillar of cloud by day, pillar of fire by night. He's leading, he's speaking. He can thunders and lightning. He can speak through movies. Have y'all ever heard a movie and be like, oh God, why am I? Why, why do I feel? Ooh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to watch the Avengers, but I, I can't know. Because <laughs> it's not about the voice, it's about the teacher. It's not about the experience, it's about the teacher. Come on, y'all. So he can speak through anything. Signs. So when I when I was getting married, when I was dating Shantae. God will speak through me through signs, literal traffic, parking, signs. Lord, should I, I'll be on the, I was on the bus going to see her when we was dating, right? I'll be on the bus, like, leaning on the window, like, God, should I do that? And I say, no parking. Like, okay, I won't. I won't do it. The teacher can use anything to speak. But if you don't know you in school, you'll miss... Knowing you are in school means staying open to the voice of God in all things. Double code. In all thy ways, stay in school. <laughs> and he'll direct your paths. I said, Lord, should I marry this girl? Should I marry da 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 I saw a cleaner sign that said, yes, we're open. I was like, I ain't trusting that. I ain't, ain't going I saw another thing. that yeah, I saw like two or three yeses. I said, all right. I'm doing this Wrigley's Chewing Gum competition. If I win first place, best director, record deal, Oregon, if I get everything, then I know she the one. Ain't no way I'm gonna get everything. I got everything. Everything, I was like, dun, 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 dun. But God spoke through that experience because I was a student. I was listening for the teacher in my experience. We close him off and we think we got it. We close him off. We don't even acknowledge him. We, we're missing so many lessons, man. He's walking with you so you can have lessons in context. Not just at church. Come on, man. You won't forget it by the time you get to your car. He's talking to you on the way to the car. He's talking to you on your way home. He's talking to you when you get home. You're always in class. Always. And he can speak to and through anything. It's not about the song. He can speak through a song, but it ain't about the song. It's about the teacher. It's not about the things he uses. It's about him. So in this school of life, y'all, the lesson is the kingdom, the ways of God. He's always showing you his way in everything. I know you got your way. You got your family tradition. You got your church religion. But God is showing you his way in all things. You can play. I'm done. I'm going to just stop here. Um, I have some other things, but I really need y'all to, <laughs> you know how I teach. Y'all need to see these scriptures on the screen. He's talking to you right now. He's always teaching you. He can speak through anything. Any voice you hear. Familiar voice. Unfamiliar voice. If they're speaking the ways of God, 
Jesus, Jesus was out with the disciples and the disciples came to Jesus and said, hey, people are out there baptizing in your name, but they ain't with us. So we rebuked them. We told them to stop. Jesus said, why would you tell Don't tell them to stop. But if they're not against us, they're with us. God can use anything and anybody to minister, to give you a word. Are you listening is the question. Realize that you need him and then realize where and when you need him. And be open, be a student in that place. I need him at my job. Well, open up and go to class at work. I need him in my marriage. Well, we, go become a student in that context. He's always speaking. He could speak through your spouse. He could speak through a friend. He could speak through a post. Just make sure it's him. So you have to know the teacher to know that he's speaking. Everything speaks, let me say that. Because movies have an ill intent. Music has an ill intent. There's corruption in everything. So I don't want you to embrace the voice of corruption. But in all things, the teacher can speak to you. And he's speaking to you right now. He's letting you know that he loves you. He's here for you. And he wants you to trust him with your life. Trust him to change. Receive the new thing by embracing change and putting certain things to death. Don't fear losing nothing now. God is too good for you to lack anything. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want for anything. Trust him today, man. And he'll make your life brand new. I love you, Liv. I can't wait to come back to fellowship with you. But you really don't need me. You really don't need the church. You have who you need. I love the church. I love the fellowship. We need it for strength, for fortification. Iron sharpens iron, the Bible says. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It's a good thing to sing songs to the Lord, to give praises unto his name. The Bible says all these things about us coming together. And I desire that, and we need that, and I miss that. However, to live every day, you have who and what you need. I say it every week, and I've said it before the pandemic. So I pray this message has blessed you. We're all in the school of life, and you never clock out of those hours. Remain teachable, remain humble, remain a student, and you will have wisdom beyond your years. You'll have direction in pandemic. You'll have answers in a world full of problems because he's that good. Father, we thank you for your way, your will, for being the ultimate teacher, for your lessons and your ways. We pray today that there's a surrender, a great surrender, and that we'll surrender to your will and your way. May we decrease that you may increase. May we see change and new in our lives. May we never be anchored to what was, but may we loose ourselves and be free to what will be. In the name of Jesus. Thanks for listening to today's message. We pray you are blessed by God's word. If you would like to partner with us so that we can continue sharing the gospel around the world, please visit livechurchorlando.com.